welcome to the Core Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Banks, a mindset and positive psychology coach. On this podcast, we discuss all things related to creating happiness from within. So let's do it. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Core Happiness. This episode is the first of a two-part series where we discuss ways of finding purpose. The very first step is often the hardest, which is overcoming limiting beliefs. This is usually the most time-consuming and difficult step, which is why we are dedicating an entire episode to it. So what are limiting beliefs? Limiting beliefs are negative thoughts or beliefs that we have about ourselves or about the world that hold us back from achieving our goals or that just hold us back from living our best lives. Now, these limiting beliefs can be about our abilities, our worth, or even our potential. And they're often formed from experiences or upbringings. Sometimes it's the messages we receive from the world around us. A lot of times they're formed when we're younger. So if you think about people that had an influence on you or were involved in how you were raised, think about a teacher or parents or friends Their belief systems can sometimes affect you. A lot of times those experiences, when we're younger as well, can start to condition us to believe in certain things, whether it is how we view the world or whether it's how we view ourselves. So those are all examples of external sources that we can pick up that affect our beliefs. And sometimes it's not even our beliefs. It's the beliefs that we're absorbing from the people who helped raise us. It can be their beliefs. So what does a limiting belief sound like? It can sound anything from... I'm not good enough. I'll never be successful. I'm not smart enough. I am not worthy enough. I'm not capable of change. Just anything that prevents us from trying new things, taking risks, setting goals. Really, it's anything that keeps us small, where we can't grow and we live a very closed off life compared to our actual potential and the life we could live. I can tell you one for me. A limiting belief I had when I was a kid growing up, my mom and my brother had a very close bond and I wanted to have that type of bond with my mother. And in my mind, I was always second to my brother. So I would work really hard and I would clean the house. I would get good grades. I would do anything that I could to make my mom happy and proud of me. And I didn't want to edge out my brother. I never wanted to be above him in terms of favorite, but I wanted to be on his level. I wanted to be seen as equal with him in the eyes of my mother. Again, nobody consciously instilled into me, but just from having experienced it, having lived it, my limiting belief was no matter how hard I try, I will never be good enough to be on that level of acceptance. I would always be the runner-up or the backup or the next best, right? So I had to work very hard to overcome that belief, but that's just an example of a limiting belief That can happen at a young age, and as you get older, it can start to manifest into things like, well, no matter how hard I try, I won't be successful, I won't be good enough, when in reality, that is absolutely not true. So let's talk about how to identify limiting beliefs. If you pay attention to the thoughts that you have about yourself, ask yourself, are there any thoughts that come up again and again? Are there any repetitive thoughts that make you feel bad about yourself? or that prevent you from taking action? If so, that is very likely a limiting belief. Additional questions you can ask yourself could be, what are things that I'm afraid of? 
What are things that I'm holding myself back from? What are things that I tell myself I cannot do? What are things that I tell myself I am not good enough for? The answer to any of those four questions are limiting beliefs that are most likely holding you back from living your best life, but then also finding your purpose. Another way to identify limiting beliefs is to look for trigger words like have to or I should and but. Now, some of the largest limiting beliefs are should and have to. Should usually means that you have someone else's belief in your head. You have a feeling that there are certain things that you have to do to meet the expectations of others, but that you don't want to do it. This often happens, especially when we get into roles, right? Like being a mother, being a wife, being a husband, being a dad, being an employee. We often find ourselves defined by the role versus us defining the role. A good example of this is if you think about marriages. I know a lot of people who have been married and they say, wow, it's so weird. As soon as we get married, it's like things change. Yeah, of course they changed because the expectation changed. The expectation of what it is to be a wife, his expectation of what it is to be a husband. Because far too often what happens is we fall into the understanding of the role and not defining it for ourselves. So it's easy as a new wife or as a new husband to say, okay, well, this is what I know to be expected of me because of my parents or my grandparents or even society. And this is what I have to do based on those expectations versus this is what I get to do now that I'm a wife. This is what I want to do now that I'm a husband. So instead of just saying, I want to define being a husband as and a wife saying, this is how I define the role of being a wife. This is how I want to show up in this partnership. So instead of defining the roles too often, we let the roles define us. And oftentimes, that is based on a belief system that we have adopted from other people. And it's not our own belief system. When really what needs to happen is we need to define it for ourselves. What is our belief system around marriage? What is our belief system around the role of a wife or as a husband? What is our marriage going to be between you and I based on us as individuals and based on our unique belief systems, not based on a standard that has been set up by society or passed down from family generations? That is an example of adopting a limiting belief and having external sources define beliefs versus identifying and creating your own belief systems. So anytime you find yourself saying should, that could be an indication that you have a limiting belief that is not even your own. So look at the should ofs and look at the have tos. I have to do this. I have to do this in order to get this. Have to is another form of, this is an obligation, this is an obligatory thing. I have to do it even though I don't really want to because you could use the word want. You could use the words I get to. So if you're saying I have to, that's usually a sign that you're picking up somebody else's belief system that's not your own. You don't believe that you want to do it. That's why you have to do it. So think about any of those things that change the internal programming. Are you wanting to meet expectations of others? Are you defining your beliefs based on someone else's beliefs? Think about that. Another big indication that you have a limiting belief is when you use the words but if you catch yourself saying, but that is a signal that you are about to make an excuse for why you're not living 
your life the way you want to. You have to catch yourself and rephrase it. So common ones that I hear a lot are, I would love to do this, but it's too hard, but it'll take too long, but I don't have the time, but it's risky, but it's overwhelming. So let's talk about how to overcome these beliefs. Number one, reframe it. So instead of thinking I'm not good enough, think I'm still learning and growing. Instead of thinking I'll never be successful, think I'm capable of achieving goals if I work hard enough and practice positive self-talk and eliminate the buts. So for example, if it's self-care and you say, but I don't have the time, eliminate the but and say, if it's important to me, I will make time. I'm going to take 20 minutes for myself every day at 10 a.m. Or I'm going to take 30 minutes every Saturday morning for self-care. I don't have the time simply means it's not important to you. If it's important to you, you can make the time. Reframe those thoughts. If it's, oh, it's too risky, think about how can I minimize the risk? Make a plan to remove as much risk as possible. But that doesn't mean don't go after it. You say, I'll make sure that I do my research and try to eliminate as much risk as possible to make sure that this is a safe option for me. Oh, but I'm too old. There's no such thing as too old. Talk to someone who's done it before. There are plenty of people who found success after 40s and 50s. Morgan Friedman, Alan Rickman, Vera Wang, Rodney Dangerfield, Martha Stewart. The list goes on and on and on and on. There's no such thing as too old. We even have 70-year-old grandmothers on social media doing weightlifting, and they didn't even start until late 50s, early 60s, okay? There's no such thing as too old. So eliminate that. Challenge that belief. If you say, yeah, but it's just so overwhelming, that's fair. Overwhelm and anxiety happens when you think about the big picture and you think about everything that goes into it. But if you break it down into smaller pieces, it's less overwhelming. So reframe your thought. If it's overwhelming, say, I'm going to break this down into smaller pieces so it's not overwhelming. I'm going to break this down into manageable steps that feel good for me. And as you start to do that, you start to challenge your belief. You start to really realize why you believe the things that you do. And once you get to that step, you just have to ask yourself, is there any evidence to support it? And if there is evidence to support it, then ask yourself, are there other ways that I can interpret that experience in a more positive way? Did I learn something from it to prevent it from happening again? And if you're listening to this and you're like, well, yeah, thinking back on it, I probably have a lot of limiting beliefs. To be honest, most of us do. And it can sound very overwhelming to try to overcome a lot of limiting beliefs that we have collected over the years. So let's put this into an example. We have to identify the belief, challenge our belief, and reframe it, and practice positive self-talk. But what does that look like, really, in a real-life example? So let's say, for example, you are afraid of public speaking. You're like, I'm just not good at it. Okay? Identify what makes you believe that you're not good at public speaking. And you may think all the way back to, let's say, school, grade school. And let's say you were standing up in front of the class and you were reading something and a couple of kids snickered. And your takeaway from that was, I stumbled over a word, a couple of kids snickered, I am not good at public speaking, it was embarrassing, I'm never doing that again. Okay, now you challenge that belief. Once you've identified that limiting belief, you need to challenge it. Ask yourself if there's evidence to support it. Are they based on facts or assumptions? Were those kids snickering at you? Or were they snickering at a note they were passing back and forth? Were there any other instances where you had to stand up and read in front of people? You stand up and talk in front of people every day, right? 
So just start to challenge those beliefs and start to look at them in a new light and then reframe it. In the case of public speaking, you may say, well, I might make a fool of myself. But if you think about it, have you ever made a fool of yourself in the past? Most people make fools of themselves when they're trying something new. It's common. But guess what? We survive it. We learn from it. So instead of saying that you're afraid of public speaking and you don't think you're good enough, reframe that into, well, if I practice enough and become more comfortable with it, I could be good at public speaking. And also, I like the fact that public speaking is an opportunity to learn and grow and others might find what I'm sharing beneficial. And then you just start practicing that positive self-talk and keep saying, I'm going to be prepared and I will do my best. And then just take action. Get up there. Be prepared. Do your best. And then when you get to that step, start visualizing yourself succeeding. Close your eyes and imagine achieving your goals. Imagine feeling confident and capable. This actually scientifically does reprogram your mind to start to believe that you are capable of what you are visualizing. Visualize that success. And that's how you break a limiting belief. So limiting beliefs can be a challenge. They often also create challenges in our life. They make life harder than it needs to be, but they can be overcome. So by identifying your beliefs, challenging them, reframing them, practicing positive self-talk, visualizing success, you can start to move towards your goals and just live a more fulfilling life, which then helps you find and fulfill your purpose. But it all starts with understanding that we can choose our beliefs about ourselves. When you look at your power, is there anyone or anything that you blame for not achieving certain things, even if it's you, then you're definitely holding yourself back. And that negative energy that you're holding on to of blaming, you have to let go. You have to let go of blame and excuses. Let go of the pressures of pleasing others and doing what you think others expect of you. And any time that we spend complaining about not having power or influence over our own lives or our own decisions, we're giving all that power away because there is something that we can do physically or mentally to change the way that we view ourselves and our capabilities. So take that power back. Identify those limiting beliefs and overcome them. Change the beliefs that you have about yourself and your capabilities because it starts with understanding that you can choose. And when living your life of purpose, you're supposed to enjoy the ride. Purpose is the journey, not just the destination. But you have to break free from the limitations that are holding you back because that is the first step to aligning with your purpose. And that's all we have for today's episode. I hope you'll join us next time for part two of this two-part series where we review the remaining steps that have been proven to help find purpose. Until then. I thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to rate it or leave a review. If you have any thoughts or questions, I would love to hear from you. You can email podcast at corehappiness.com. For show notes and additional resources, you can visit www.corehappiness.com. As always, please remember, never let anyone diminish your light. Until next time, sending you my love.